Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hi everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And what a week. <laughs> you sound somber. I'm emotionally exhausted from this okay, week. Okay, that explains it. Yeah, this this is one of the hot, like the most contested episodes of Bake Off that I've ever seen. And the reaction to this episode, just from fans in general, mm-hmm. is crazy. There's a lot of things that people are angry about this episode. Really? Yeah. So every once in a while, like, I tune into the Bake Off Reddit. Okay. Just to kind of gauge the temperature of like the episodes and what everybody's thinking. There were three different things that people were very, very angry about this episode. Three things. Yeah, three things. Okay. And um, I'm I'm sure you can guess at least one of them, which is, well, I mean, just the ending to this episode was kind of devastating. I I'm rarely shocked by like the results of Bake Off, but I was I can say for this episode at the end of it, I was genuinely shocked. Really? You were not shocked? No. Are you talking about the final result? Are you talking about Star Baker or who went home? Who went or? home? Oh, actually, Star Baker too. No, no, not Star Baker because you can kind of see that throughout the episode. Okay. But who went home? Oh, okay. I thought okay. I had an idea of, and the internet apparently had an idea <laughs> of who should have gone home. And I'm not gonna say that the the judges like picked the wrong person because this is an hour of TV. They do a lot of editing. I'm sure that like they're with the bakers for like two days, mm-hmm. and then we only see like two hours. Or one hour of there's two days. So maybe there was like other stuff going on, but Okay. The the gauge of like what the the fans of the show are thinking is that like the end result was not what should have happened based on what we were shown. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this is let's, uh let's talk about that. This is this is a very hot episode. <laughs> let's go over our picks really quick. Yeah, okay, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm no longer good at this. I said that, uh, spoiler alert, I said that I thought Amanda was going to go home. Okay. And since There's no spoilers, it's just our picks. Yeah, this, that's true. And then, since it's German week, I picked the German, I thought Jürgen was going to be Starbaker. Okay, and I picked Giuseppe yep. as Starbaker. You certainly did. And as, then I picked yep. <laughs> anybody before Giuseppe was going to go home. Right. okay but specifically you said george i did correct yeah all those names are going to come into play this episode (laughs) Uh, let's just get straight into the episode since there's so much to talk about Uh, we have an intro matt and Noel are dressed up as the band Kraftwerk. i had to look this up so they were kind of a uh, a german band who were pioneers of electronic music oh okay yeah there were four people in that group um, they were known for wearing like red shirts and like black ties. And uh, honestly, my research uh, into craft work and listening to them was more interesting than this intro. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to love this intro because it had all the qualities that we look for combined. I mean, it had singing. It, okay, Matt is singing again. Right. There's something on Matt's head. <laughs> and it was a fairly short intro. And it was, I, yeah. I thought. In your eyes, you were going to say they smashed it. No. Like, the lyrics, I thought they could have done better with it. Because, like, I, just, I, wrote some, I wrote some of the lyrics down. 
okay. Welcome to the baking show, baking show, baking show. This week is German week, German week, German week. So I thought they could have been a little bit more creative than just repeating the last word of every lyric. What would you have suggested? I listened to some of the Kraftwerk songs. And, and they I, sing it. <laughs> no, I think they could have gotten more creative with this. But um, my, my favorite part was when Prue, Prue yeah. she pulled the plug on this. And I was like, <laughs> she is acting as like the audience proxy. She is, uh, she is representing us here. So pull the plug. Let's get on with the show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed it. You, I thought it was okay. I, I, it was definitely a, <laughs> a step up from like... Getting eaten as a biscuit? Yeah. I, think, yeah. I, I guess thinking about it, it was one of the better ones. Yeah. It's just that I thought they could have done more. But overall, it is one of the better ones of the season. But when they do too much, you say it's too long. Yeah, yeah. There's a fine balance. I'm very picky about intros, apparently. Okay. I had no idea of it. No, I'm, I'm figuring that out now. I can appreciate that. All right. From there, let's just get straight into the episode, yeah? Yes. All right. So we hear from some of the bakers. And this, again, is very key what the bakers are saying at the beginning of the episode. I've been paying more attention now to the yeah. beginning of this, based on what you said last time, where after you watch it twice, you know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and did you experience that as well? I did. I did. Oh, yeah, okay. I, you tend to realize there's a lot more foreshadowing. There, there is a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, first, we hear from Freya. Freya says, I'm excited to be halfway through. I'm feeling good. Yeah? Cappuccino. She, she, <laughs> did she, she, didn't say, no, she didn't say the last oh, part, okay. but I just want to throw it in there. <laughs> Uh, Amanda says, what is German week? I've got no idea. I've never baked to German stuff. And then it cuts to Lizzie and says, German week is Jürgen's week. Just another one of Jürgen's weeks. We're just in here for the ride. So very funny for Lizzie just to put it out there mm. from the beginning. German week is Jürgen's week. Truth. <laughs> then we hear from Jürgen. Jürgen says, there's certainly a bit of pressure being here in German week as a German. So Jürgen is very understated. So I, I think he's definitely feeling the pressure here. Mm-hmm. And then we hear from Giuseppe. And Giuseppe says, You might argue Jürgen is in favorable position because of his heritage, but it's a competition at the end of the day. And sure, it surely is, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah, and you did pick him last week. So Jürgen's up him. to it. Jürgen's very up to it. Mm-hmm. Or not Jürgen. Giuseppe is very up to it right. this week. We talked about it last episode that it seemed like they were funneling these two against each other. I think that's the theme of the whole season. Right? It's episode five, and that's definitely the main theme of the season. It's Jürgen versus Giuseppe. It's like a two-horse race here. Yeah. Everyone else is sort of a casualty. <laughs> yeah, and then Chicken pops up and is like, hey, guys, look at me <laughs> for one episode. But between, it's, yeah, I feel like it's... All the way until the end, if it's not a battle between Jürgen and Giuseppe all the way through the final, mm-hmm. I would be very surprised. Hmm. But then again, I was surprised by the end of this episode, so like anything can happen, I guess. Okay. All right. Um, shall we get into the signature bake? Let's. All right. So uh, for the signature bake, the bakers are tasked with making 24 German biscuits. Uh, they're supposed to make two batches. They get two hours and 15 minutes. We got kind of a funny intro here. I got to give Matt some props <laughs> in the beginning of the signature when he was introducing it. He says, yeah, so Jürgen has already won the Star Baker this week. <laughs> Funny, right? Okay, I don't think so. You don't think that? Okay. Because, I mean, it is funny, yeah. technically. Because I was saying that last week when I heard the theme. I felt, though, as soon as he said that, 
there's no way they could have let him win. That's interesting. You cannot come out in the beginning of the show and say and joke you're gonna and joke that you're gonna star Baker and then give it to him. But we'll find out. Yeah, it is German week or Jurgen week. So I'm just gonna start with number one of the controversies and one of the things that people were very angry about this episode. Yeah, it was Matt. Can you guess why? Because he was not making good German jokes. Correct. So, oh. so like oh, on okay. the on the Bake Off <laughs> Reddit, that was just a guess. <laughs> there was a a group of uh, like redditors on. That uh, that website that were very angry about all the like how he like made jokes about like how Germans speak and talk, and a lot of people felt like it was offensive. Oh, really? So yeah. when I think he said he speaks German, right? Yeah. And then when he did it, he basically just spoke with a like a German like what he accent. thinks is a heavy yeah. German accent. Yeah. And apparently, a lot of the Big Off fans that are German are like they just saying that that was like the lowest level of comedy. Mm. It's just stereotypes. Oh. And, they're they're very angry at Matt. They got so bad on the Reddit for Bake Off that yeah. like uh, the mods had to like put a sticky that they're not gonna like they don't like uh, they're not gonna delete comments. Mm-hmm. But they want to encourage people to not make any more comments about Matt. They had to put that as a rule <laughs> in the Reddit wow. because people were getting so heated about it. So yeah, just one thing that people are very angry about this episode was uh, Matt's jokes about how Germans speak. He did it a couple times, I think. He did do it a couple times. So it wasn't just like a one-off. It was not okay. a one-off. Okay. And yeah, the fans caught all of it. <laughs> wow. Hmm. So yeah, Matt, Matt's in a little bit of hot water. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, yeah. When we're talking about signature bake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Prue tells us uh, German biscuits are usually made for Christmas. So they are intricately decorated. Paul tells us that the bakers need two types of biscuits. One traditional with a shortbread that should be crumbly in texture. And one that's made with ground almond that's almost macaroon-like. The macaroon-like ones should be crispy on the outside and chewy on the inside. I'm going to go over our first baker, which is Amanda, <laughs> our police detective. We, we should preface that we are going to do our best. Right. And uh, I'm not going to pull a mat and like poke fun. I, I don't know. Well, Respectfully, we're going to try to do our best at like, pronouncing these names because they're very hard. Yes. So just know that like, um, this is in all earnesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, Amanda is making a spritz pack and glutzen platzen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, it's kind of interesting in the signature that since there's two components, there's the shortbread and then there's the ground almond macaron. When they're kind of going over each of the bakes, it's at the part of the process where each of the bakers are making their shortbread cookie. Because it seemed like all the bakers made the shortbread cookie first. And then after that, they made the, the ground almond one. But since they were interviewing them while they were doing the shortbread, they talked a lot more about their shortbread cookies and barely said anything about their uh, ground almond ones. Did you notice that? Yeah, they only introduced one, even when they showed the graphic. Because, you know, they usually yeah. show the graphic and they kind of explain what's going on with the bake. Right. They only did one of the two. Yeah, and they only talked about one and two, which I thought was very strange because you yeah. need to talk about both. But, right, uh, I yeah. thought the same. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so uh, Amanda's shortbread, is, uh, it contains flavored mold wine jam, which sounds very delicious. And this is inspired by uh, her like boozy skiing time. Like she goes skiing and <laughs> she also drinks a lot of alcohol, which sounds fun. I'm down to go, Amanda. Invite me. Let's go skiing and drink a bunch of wine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they look cool. Um, 
the shortbread is shaped like hearts, which is like Amanda has a lot of cool heart shaped things because last episode she did that heart, that's right. yeah, the That's heart right. shaped she cutting did. board. Uh, during judging, Paul says that uh, he thinks the mold wine biscuits are nice, but he says all 11 of them, which mm. is kind of funny because Amanda forgot to do 12. She did, and she knew yeah. that. <laughs> she knew it. Right she caught it right after like the, the time was over. Yeah. She's like, oh, I only think I have 11, yeah. which is funny. But Paul kind of poked fun at it. Uh, after tasting it, Paul said that her shortbread cookies are, or biscuits, sorry, biscuits, are very short and buttery and delicious. Um, when they're talking about her other biscuits, the orange and chocolate uh, almond-based ones, they said they lost definition, but they taste beautiful, delicate, and buttery. And then uh, Paul jokes that he's never actually seen a heart before. I think Noel kind of spurs him on, like, Paul, this is a heart. This is what this looks like. Right, right, right. It's just kind of funny. But at the end, uh, overall, they say that her hearts are astonishingly good and the mold wine jam in them are sensational. So overall, Amanda did very well here. Now, do you think because she actually did not complete the task by providing the required amount? Yeah, that that is a thing? I think like if there's some kind of point system, they would definitely take off points for that. Mm. But like, I don't know if there is. Like, I don't know how Paul improved, like, judge these things, which is something that we're going to get into later. Okay. That, I, that's why I wanted to kind yeah. of bring that up. Let's bring that because up. Does yeah. she get a pass because it, it was so good, even though she was short? I mean, she might have. It hmm. seems like she might have. All right. So up next, we have Chiggs, our sales manager. And he is making a marzipan house friend and an almond mandelhorchen. So... He's going to concentrate on ramping up his flavors. So if you remember last time, his flavors weren't really coming through. So he's taking note from the judges, and this time he's going to try to kind of increase that with his bakes. Mm -hmm. So regarding the almond mandel hornchen, it's uh, basically going to be marzipan horns with the zest of three oranges. That's a lot of zest. He's using the zest, which we know comes through better. Paul gave us that clue last time. Also... Three of them, <laughs> which sounds like quite a bit, right? That's a lot. It'll be decorated with spun chocolate and flaked almonds on top. And during judging, Prue said that it was nice and chewy in the middle, crisp on the outside, and very good orange. So that orange did pay off. It was mm. good. Paul said that the textures all the way through <clears throat> are beautiful. The marzipan, you, you can't really taste it, though. So unfortunately, he did not come through on the marzipan taste. Nope. But overall, his flavors were good. It's a shame that they didn't get the marzipan coming through. But good job. His other bake was the marzipan house friend. And it was a vanilla shortbread with raspberry jam uh, and a disc of marzipan. So we kind of learned a little bit about the other bake on the back end while yeah. they're judging. But they still didn't... They didn't devote as much time really, to it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting episode. So we didn't even really get that much judgment specifically mm-hmm. on them. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like afterthought. Yeah. All right, next we have Christelle, who is our client relationship manager. Christelle is making chocolate angelsagen and pistachio bed and sanda. Uh, so her shortbread cookie contains pistachio and cardamom. And there's the funny part where uh, she's kind of scraping her batter and she's kind of scraping it to get the same height uh, using a cake scraper. And Paul's like, ooh, I don't know if that's going to make them all even. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, during judging, the judges said that her both of her biscuits look nice. Uh, the pistachio 
cornbread. They said it's unusual, but it's very good. Then the other uh, biscuits, they said the orange flavor is delicate and the chocolate perfect. Um, they don't spend too much time on her. They say ultimately both are very interesting. They're beautifully, beautifully made. And then they end uh, her judging by saying that it's a triumph of what she made. They're very good on Crystal here. Yeah. She's been doing pretty good, I think. Except in the technicals. Except, exactly. Except yeah. in the technicals seems to be her, her downfall. Right. So, Okay, up next we have Freya, our student. And she is making Lebkuchen. And then she's also making Zimstern. And we learned that Freya is just winging it. Mm. Which is kind of her thing a little bit, right? Yeah. She kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. So her Zim scene is inspired by a Christmas classic cinnamon star. Mm -hmm. She's adding in some uh, cherries. It's a bit like a cherry bakewell. And it's going to be decorated with a vegan meringue. And then her other item, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but it's lemony. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> During judging, Prue said that the Zimstern were certainly chewy and delicious. And it went, came to the Lebkuchen. She said that the fruit had gotten a bit burnt, but the flavor is lovely, especially the lemon. And that Paul said that he loves the flavors, but it's certainly overbaked. Mm. So when Freya was taking them out of the oven, she did notice that they are burnt and she was going to basically take off the burnt raisins yeah. and then cover the burnt parts with icing. Mm -hmm. So she tried to do a little bit of a cover-up, but yeah. the judges were not fooled by that. No, they're nev they never are. They're, they're well... always watching. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, never say never. Okay. All right, next we have George, who's our shared lives coordinator. He is making aniseed springerly and cherry marzipan biscuits. <laughs> um, so his biscuits, uh, the one with the uh, aniseed, he has kind of a cool like roller that like when he like rolls the dough it kind of embosses it yeah like, that was neat like, that was pretty cool i think that's a very cool easy way to make your like biscuits yeah really i good. never i don't think i've seen that before yeah he also clues us in that like normally when he makes this the biscuit dough that he's using he chose it for a whole day so <laughs> he doesn't have a whole day here. we don't have that kind of time <laughs> no. uh, george kind of rushes at the end of his biscuits and uh, there's a funny part where like that crazy bake-off music is going like and then uh, he says i can hear the bake-off rushing music yeah. in my head which is kind of funny when they edit that with the rushing music so good job editors yeah during judging Prue says that the cherry cherry marzipan biscuits are lovely and that the cherry acidity makes them lighter so this is i was like oh yeah i forgot about the cherry marzipan biscuits um, when they try his aniseed biscuits, they said the biscuit is too tough. The flavors are good. However, Paul questions the decision to make them for this challenge. So I don't think George should have told them that. Like normally it takes him a whole day to make this biscuit because Paul's going to try to look for like, well, why wouldn't you make this in like two hours and 15 minutes? Mm, yeah. mm. So like uh, kind of a mixed judging here for George. And uh, we got to pay particular attention to George's episode i'm just gonna say it right now okay yeah up next we have giuseppe our chief engineer and he is making a beth mansion and an italian linzer organ mm -hmm. so when it comes to the italian linzer organ we learn a little bit more he's using a pisto spice mix containing cinnamon aniseed black pepper and cloves it will also be featuring strawberry jam and decorated with candied orange peel stars 
Hmm. During judging, Proust said that it was beautifully done, really beautiful. Paul said that the orange in the shortbread is delicious. It blends beautifully with the strawberry and that the spice that he's got there is just perfect. And it really does look good. Mm. His other item was the Bethmachin, which we learn later that's coffee and pecan. Prue said that they're going to be lovely, she's sure, without even eating it. <laughs> and then when she did eat it, she said it was really lovely. Paul said that it's unusual and delicious, and the pecan, the nuttiness that it brings to the coffee is perfect. So pretty high praise, and we get, I think, a little bit more out of the judges on Giuseppe. Yeah. This is definitely a Giuseppe versus Jurgen episode. Right. So yeah, I'm going to cover Jurgen. Uh, he's next. He's our IT professional. Mm-hmm. So far, he's won the most star bakers this season. Mm-hmm. He's making tea, stirene, and McClaffley Jiffelet. So Jurgen is making his brother's favorite uh, almond horns. And then they also have like a, a coffee kick to them. I was like, ooh, coffee kick. I would love that. And then his other biscuits are star shaped and contain uh, Earl Grey tea infused in them, which sounds really delicious. So there's an interaction where Noah comes up to him and he says, this is weird for you. You have to do well in this week. Everyone's expecting you to do well. And uh, Jürgen's, Jürgen's trying not to let the pressure get to him. And then they kind of joke and then Noah asks him if there's like Bake Off in like Germany. And then oh, yeah, <laughs> Jürgen says right. that there is, but there's only one host. <laughs> to which Noah says, oh, I'll ask her longer than Matt. I'll say that. It's kind of funny. Hmm. <laughs> But um, I'm just going to go into the number two thing. Number two out of th- so three things that people are very angry about this episode. Number two is all the pressure that was put on Jurgen to perform this episode. We were saying that by making this week German week, mm-hmm. it put a lot of pressure on him to do well. It probably, like, it probably stressed him out. And like, it wasn't a favor that they were doing to him. They weren't, it wasn't a favor to him. By announcing that it's German week and having him be the only German. Mm, mm. So people are saying that, like, it's not something good that, you know, he would have wanted. He, wanted, he wouldn't have wanted this. Oh, d- he does not seem like he would be the type that would want that. Right? No. Right? And like, because we know him yeah. so well. Yeah, because <laughs> we know his personality. And, like, throughout the episode, they're making so many jokes about, like, him, like, doing well that, like, anything other than, like, perfect. Star Baker, like it's considered a failure for him, which is really rough. So mm. after the more I thought about it, I was like, I think the producers kind of did him wrong here for like putting all this pressure on him. He did kind of say that he sometimes the pressure is good for him though. He did. Right? He did say that, but like the previous episode. Yeah, he did. But I think that's just him looking on like the, like like the, the bright side, the bright side of things. Hmm. So during judging, they say both his biscuits look lovely. They're uniform. Um, the one with that kind of looks like a star. It has an Earl Grey, like the one that has Earl Grey in it that comes through it. They said it's very good. And then specifically his coffee-filled horns proves that it's the most crumbly, bubbly like biscuit that she's had. Paul agrees and says, delicious. And then they both tell Jürgen, well done. Then Paul offers Jürgen a handshake. Wow. So, very interesting already. It's German week. Jürgen, signature bake starts off with a handshake. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think that just plays into this whole storyline that they're trying to create of Jürgen versus Giuseppe. Mm. I mean, Jürgen gets a handshake. That, 
not something to you know not something to gloss over <laughs> right right that's his second handshake a second handshake correct yeah and so far he's the only one with two handshakes well first one was from matt doesn't count right wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the first one doesn't count oh, okay yeah so he's he's got one i think chig's got one oh, okay so this is his first handshake but he's one star baker twice correct right. and then did giuseppe giuseppe got a handshake right giuseppe got a handshake so episode. those three handshakes yeah and those three star makers right so no one besides jürgen giuseppe and chicks have gotten either a star baker or a handshake correct correct very interesting right. uh shall we go into the technical well how about i finish with oh Lizzie. sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Lizzie, one of my favorite I, bakers, one of my favorite people. How could I forget? She actually, they actually talked about her a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Surprisingly, compared to some of the other people, because mm -hmm. it wasn't a really even distribution. I, I forgot that it's not just Jurgen and Giuseppe battling. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe I got too wrapped up in that. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't say surprisingly, because she's actually been baking well. No, she's been good. Right? And solid. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not forget Lizzie, our car production operative. <laughs> she is making. Mandelhornchen and Spitzbuben. I think she even said it with her accent. Spitzbuben. It was kind of cool the way that she she actually said like, "Should I even bother trying to say some of these things?" <laughs> so apparently, Spitzbuben means cheeky boys, right? Mm -hmm. So she had talked about since these are highly decorative bakes that she is questioning her colorful wackness, wackiness, yeah. which we know that she brings to the table quite a bit oh yeah <laughs> and she's gonna bring a little to this bake as well mm -hmm. so regarding her speech boob and her cheeky boys which resembles the face of a mischievous child it's <laughs> going to have mixed spice and apple cardamom jam yeah during judging we uh learned from prue let me say this first she decided to paint on eyelashes and lips on these things yeah what did you think about them it reminded me of like an emoji. They're oh, very okay. emoji-like. But um, I mean, they're interesting. They also look a little, little creepy to me. But a little creepy. Yeah, a little creepy. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you really think? <laughs> I don't think I could say what I really think. Okay. All I'll right. Say, we're, say that for the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, let's see what Prue thinks. All right. All right. Prue said that she loves the cheeky girls and their little astonished mouths and eyelashes going to the side are just beautiful. <laughs> While she was saying this, Paul was giggling <laughs> at Prue's comments. Right. He said that it needed slightly longer in the oven because it looks like raw paste. Mm. The flavor with the cinnamon with the apple is delicious and the jam is spectacular. And regarding her mandelhornchen, which... This is my description. It was kind of like an oblong biscuit with yeah. almond slivers and then chocolate drizzled on top. Mm -hmm. So Prue said that there's too much chocolate. If, you, if she had managed to avoid the chocolate, the almond flavor is delicious. Paul said that he likes the color of these, but they are all over the place. He thinks they're a little too big. And had, if she had made them half the size, baked them properly, that she would have been for sure getting a handshake. And then Lizzie replies, so if I had done it completely different? And then Paul says, yeah. I think that's one of the lines of the episode right there. <laughs> like, 
if I would have just done something else, you're saying you would have liked it more. <laughs> is the feedback. I would argue, and I think you would agree, I did not think they were that big compared to everybody else's. I don't think so either. They look like they're about the same size. Yeah, I would say so. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I know you also like large portions. So. I do like them big. <laughs> Give me that big steak and hamburger. Nom, right? nom, nom. Right. I'll take an extra large, please, McDonald's <laughs> cashier. Anyway, uh, okay. now can we get on to the technical? <laughs> Let's. <laughs> Let's. All right, so this week's technical is going to be set by Prue, and she says, don't panic and try to be methodical. Mm, very good advice, Prue. Based on that, <laughs> would you think anyone would have an advantage? Jurgen? He's very methodical. I think so. Yeah. Do you think there's someone that would have a disadvantage? Lizzie. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought, too. Okay. But we'll see how they I do. I passed the test. I passed the test. Okay, yeah, that's exactly what I was <laughs> okay. thinking. All right. Okay, so... Matt does a little skit of a Cockney accent about how the judges must be exhausted for coming around for like 30 seconds and then eating biscuits. Yeah, people are very angry about this. Oh, people are angry about that also? Yeah. Okay. All his accents this episode, people are just kind of picking them apart. Not good? Not good. Okay. So for the technical, the bakers are tasked to create a Prince Gentile... I, I tried to practice this. <laughs> And I'm failing now. Uh, a delicious layered chocolate cake. Yeah, a Prince Regent torta. Uh. No? Basically, a Prince Regent cake. Yep. Yeah, that's also an easier way to say it. All right. The cake should be comprised of eight thin layers of light German Genoise, sandwiched with a smooth chocolate cream and coated with a shiny chocolate ganache. Mm. The torta should be regally decorated with rosettes. I believe Ooh, 12 that's... rosettes. Was that correct? And tempered yep. chocolate crowns which also were gold, right? right? Then Noel had been asked if, he, or Noel asked Matt if he had ever met anyone from the royal family, and then Matt said, yeah, Ralph Little, and then everyone laughed. And then to be honest, I was going to look that up, and I forgot who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All right. Our bakers had two hours and 45 <laughs> minutes for this task. Okay, interesting enough, we usually hear... A lot of the challenges that the bakers are going to face. Correct. Yep, we do. But in this case, they really didn't say too much. They basically said that the tempered chocolate may be a challenge because of the heat. Mm -hmm. They said the edges should be straight, though, because they're putting it in a tin. Mm -hmm. And they just want to have equal portions of custard to cake. Mm -hmm. But that was about it. So I felt like they were expecting everyone to do fairly well on this one based on their commenting during like what could go wrong which is what they normally do during this segment yeah yeah this was kind of a weird episode what did you, did you think the same or i did kind of catch that yeah usually they talk more about like the bakers might you know falter here or falter there right 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 this one i don't know i don't know what's going on this episode we didn't we didn't really see that though no we didn't so with that i'm gonna go into the bottom three bakers yes the three bakers who did the worst and i'm gonna say like this bottom three, these guys have been basically the bottom, a majority of the past uh, five episodes. So these bottom three are no strangers to being bottom three. Mm. So last week, Amanda was last. This week, Amanda is last. <laughs> so Amanda, um, she does a couple of things wrong. You could say almost everything wrong. I think the most noticeable thing that she does wrong is that she doesn't have rosettes on the top of her, like, uh, her cake. She has cream, like just straight up cream. Right. Did you see that? Yes. 
And Paul just notices it right away. He's like, why is there cream on top? What is that? And then they also comment that Hercule Nash is wrong. Um, it's not how it should be. The consistency isn't right. There's also bubbles on top of her cake. Mm-hmm. And then when they cut inside of it, her cake has been split. So just like last uh, episode, she gets most of the elements wrong here. So Amanda, yeah, I mean, last place in two episodes. We'll see what happens next week. So last week I was very happy. If she makes it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If she makes it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Last week I was very happy that Christelle was not in the bottom three. Right. And so was Christelle. But this week she finds herself back in the bottom three. She's second to last place. During judging, they said that her chocolate melted. Um, She didn't temper it right. And that it's very messy, the whole cake itself. The layers in the middle were thicker. And they were kind of condensed and smushed at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So not a good look for Christelle. And then third to last place, we have George, who I think was last, or second to, in the bottom three last week as well. Mm. So uh, George's cake overall was a small cake. Like he made a smaller cake than everybody else's. The layers were also too thin on the inside. So maybe that's what made the cake small. And the chocolate was erratic. So George has not been uh, known for like finesse in the tent. And that kind of translated into messy chocolate on the outside. Wasn't he like using his batter to hold down something? And he was, he said, like, I hope I shouldn't be wasting this batter. And then he didn't end up having enough batter. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before I get to the top three, let's just note that Freya was in fifth place. Correct. Jurgen was in fourth place. Mm-hmm. Jurgen also said that he has never made one of these and he has never eaten one of these. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So he was basically new to this particular <clears throat> bake. So not really an advantage for him, this technical. Right, right. So in third place, though, we have Lizzie. And during judging, Prue said that it was flat on top, which is good. Just that fact of a comment alone kind of tells you how not well everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Paul basically said, yeah, it's more like it, meaning what it's supposed to look like. The sides were <laughs> nice. It's got nice all-around color or all-around chocolate flavor, and it was excellent. In second place was Chigs. And during judging, Prue said it's nice and fluffy, but it's got a bit of a bite to it. Mm-hmm. Paul said that it has a nice shine on it, nice straight edges. Although, what happened to the rosettes? They were a little <laughs> melty-looking, kind of. Yeah, yeah, right? his rosettes did not look good. Yeah, it didn't have a good form on it. But he did say it has a nice sponge. It was well-baked. During final judgment, only two people got like a final judgment. Paul said that it was pretty good. The layers are beautifully soft and it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then in spot number one, the winner was Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. During judging, Prue said it's very nice and moussey, the chocolate filling. The ganache is lovely. Paul said that he liked it. It's quite neat, that the effect is quite nice. But if he would have just ran a palette knife around the edges, could have straightened out the sides a little bit. There was nice texture to the sponge, and the chocolate comes through well. During final judging, Prue said that the ganache is absolutely beautiful. The sponge is lovely. The layers are absolutely even. Mm-hmm. And it takes an Italian to make a German cake. Yeah, this is something hmm. people were mad about because they thought it was like a, a dig at, an unintentional dig at Jürgen. Yeah, that was an odd comment, I thought. It's definitely an odd comment. Yeah. At the very end, we hear from some of our bakers. Up first is Giuseppe. He said he was really surprised. He was not expecting to get first place. 
We hear from Jürgen. He tells us that he's not so much into chocolate cakes and that when he goes to German cafes, he usually has cream cakes <laughs> or Black Forest. Correct. We hear from Christelle and she says, because everyone's signature was so good in the morning, she feels like she's treading on thin ice now, which mm. is quite scary. Yep. And then we hear from Amanda who says, there's still tomorrow and that hopefully she'll pull it out, pull it out of the bag on that day and everything will be okay. So, yeah. Very interesting. Um, there's no judges round table or anything to just go straight into the showstopper. But I just want to note, like, if you wanted a Jurgen versus Giuseppe like battle, this is what you're getting at this point of the episode. Because Jurgen got a handshake in the signature, basically winning the signature, mm-hmm. and then Giuseppe gets first place in the technical. Going into the showstopper, it's it couldn't have been more like if this is what the producers wanted they mm-hmm. got what they wanted <laughs> so yeah it's those two guys just battling out at this point let's talk about this really quick though because we've often talked about we don't know exactly how they're weighted each challenge right it seems like the showstopper holds a little more, more weight mm-hmm. right than the other two but if you are to sort of judge where they are right now because in the beginning Jorgen gets the handshake but right. Seppi also did very well Right. That's true. Right. Then, for the signature. And yeah. then for the technical, we have Giuseppe who got first. Correct. And then Jurgen, who's kind of like in the middle of the pack, got four. Yeah. So maybe who do you think's ahead right now? I don't know. I mean, if a handshake is a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's like clear and that's like not just you're the best in the signature, but like you're far and away, like this is one of the best things of the... Usually it says, like, this is one of the best things of the season, you know? Right. You don't get too many of them. The first in Technico is also very impressive. First to fourth. Yeah. So, like... Pretty even. If Let's, let's say, that like, if Jurgen, they said, was best in the signature, but he didn't get the handshake, mm-hmm. then I would say that, like, you know, Giuseppe's ahead just on getting first in the Technico. But okay. since he got the handshake, I think that, I think they're dead even at this point. Pretty even, right? Yeah, I think it's super even. I don't think it could be more even, actually. What, what about on the bottom? <clears throat> is Freya... Or on the bottom... I think George is definitely at the bottom. Right. Because his biscuits weren't too good. And he got second to last place. Correct. In the technical. Amanda got oh, worse third, in the technical. He, he technically got third to last, right? Because he was sixth. Oh, yeah, third George, to last. Yeah. That's correct. So Amanda and Christelle, they did the worst in the technical, mm-hmm. but they did well in the signature make. Right. And then next to that, um, I mean, after George, like fifth place in technical was Freya. Right. She also didn't do too well in the signature. Correct. So those two are pretty close to each other, but I think George is doing worse at this point. George is worse at this point. I mean, based on technical placing, I think he's worse. Right. And based on the signature comments, I think he's worse. Gotcha. I mean, do you agree? Disagree? I think it's pretty fair, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, let's do it. Let's get into the showstopper. Let's. We got a wild one. The bakers are tasked with making a yeast 11 cake, minimum two tiers, and they get four and a half hours. So it's kind of funny that um, some people were pointing out on, on the internet that, like, what Jurgen was saying. At one point, Jurgen told Paul during this episode that nobody would make a two-tiered uh, East Eleven cake. This is just not something that they do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of tiers this episode. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, specifically, Jürgen says, in Germany, you wouldn't do a tiered yeasted cake. And he says to Paul, you've anglicized it. And he said, it's like being asked to make a three-tiered apple crumble or something. It's just not something that's made. Mm-hmm. So I think Jürgen is kind of saying like to the producers of the show, like, this is a made-up bake that you wouldn't actually do in like Germany, which is interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean... Jürgen is a very kind man, and when he tells you that you messed up on something, I think you kind of messed up, producers. <laughs> like, this is not a bake that you would actually see, like, in the wild. But, uh, <laughs> like in its natural habitat? Yeah. Is this is or... a bake that's specifically designed for Bake Off, and there are some people online that's also angry about that. And, yeah, interesting. Um, we get some notes from Paul and Prue. Prue says that the perfect yeast cake has stretchiness of bread, but tastes sweet like a cake. Paul says the cakes will all come down to the proving of the dough. They have to balance the proving time and decorating time. So he thinks that will be their biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over our first baker, which is Amanda. So Amanda is making a rum, plum, and raisin cake. So she always has good names. They kind of rhyme. Um, so <laughs> it's a rum-soaked raisin cake with a layer of caramelized spice plums in it. She took a kilo of raisins, and soak them in a liter of rum. <laughs> a lot of alcohol. The boozy. Yeah, and I think, I think Amanda likes to make boozy things. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. I mean, we know Prue does like... She likes to get lit. A boo- you know? <laughs> okay. She's trying to get lit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, during judging, they say that their kick looks effective. However, it's not neat at the bottom. But extra, however, she covered it up with almonds. So that makes it look nice. So this is the part where I say sometimes you can do a cover-up. Right, right, yeah. Right? Yeah, but they noticed the cover-up, though. They commented on it. But they, true, they, true. Co- they, they said that it was a good idea for her to cover it up. Right. So it's like a compliment. But they could, they're still marking her down. But they're giving her some points for Wait, covering it up. Do you think they gave her points for that? I think they marked her down, but they gave uh-huh. her... Well, they marked her down a little less than they did with them normally. Right. For covering it up. Okay, okay. I mean, presentation, you can't cover things up. They say it's a lot of fruits, the structure is spot on, and the flavor is fantastic. And then Paul actually said something that surprised me. He said, this is one of the best tasting things he's had in a while. Which is interesting. So Amanda must have really hit it out of the park with this cake. But also, on flavor. On flavor. Just on flavor. Yeah. I guess the presentation wasn't well because if it was one of the best tasting things that he's had in a while and it looked really good, she should have gotten a handshake, right? Just based on what he's saying. But she didn't. So maybe the presentation kind of like... Oh, they were that. definitely not satisfied with the presentation. Yeah. 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 So if she hit, pres- if she hit presentation, I, would, I think she would have gotten a handshake on this. Could be. But that's just all speculation. I'm, we're going to do a lot of speculating this episode. So if she would have just done something <laughs> completely different. <laughs> right. She would have got a hitch. That's correct, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just so we're clear. <clears throat> Crystal. All right. Up next is Chiggs. And he is making a lemon and mixed peel cake. It's going to have candy peel and a honey and butter with crushed almond, pecan, and walnut topping. It's going to be filled with lemon creme diplomat mm-hmm. and decorated with white chocolate honeycomb and marzipan flowers. It also has some flying bees going around it, which are kind of cool. Although yeah. we didn't actually get to see them very well during the shoot. They were 
they were usually either out of frame or out of focus yeah during the actual presentation <clears throat> that's true during judging prue said that she likes the crystallized candy peel it's really good but it's a tough eat paul said that it's quite pretty it's a bit dark it's been overbaked you can see how dark it is in places mm. but he does like the design so it's clever when they're eating it though he did say it's dry the flavors are good the ideas are good but it's the overbaking that did it for him mm. so he had commented about the overbaking many times during yeah, the judging so definitely overbaked yeah uh speaking of crystallized we have christelle she's <laughs> uh, <laughs> making a bavarian brioche she tells us that she's never done a yeasted leaven cake before this is the first time um, she's not sure if it's supposed to be more bread or more cake. So her cake uh, has like, it looks kind of cool. It has like piped flowers coming down from one side. And there's also like a layer of cream that works well. A layer of cream in the cake. <clears throat> During judging, Prue takes a bite of it and she goes, whoa, that sure is a fattening mouthful. And I think that's a compliment here. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, they said that the cake looks good overall. It's very uniform, and Paul likes the look of the piped flowers coming down the side. They said the creamy worker, the creamy flavors work well with a brioche. And then I think Prue makes a comment that brioche is her favorite type of like bread, like wheat bread. Mm. And then overall, they said good job, Christelle. Christelle doing very well in the signature and the showstopper. Her one weakness this episode, as with many episodes, the technical. It was one of the prettier looking cakes i thought yeah she can always deliver on presentation yeah she's like the opposite of george <laughs> right. <laughs> right okay up next we have freya she is doing an upside down cake mm -hmm. and we see a scene where she is pouring wine into her molds and she says that she is not a wine kind of connoisseur Correct. but since mm -hmm. it's german red wine she feels like it probably means it's fancy <laughs> so, okay are you a wine connoisseur um kind of it's just that every time i drink it i fall asleep oh okay so we have a lot of wines in our house yeah um we used to be part of a, like a wine we used to go to like wine tasting and then sign up for those like um wine shipments yeah and uh at one point we started accumulating too much wine we weren't drinking it because we would just fall asleep after <laughs> so we had to cancel the membership because oh. <laughs> we, we, were, we were not keeping up and they were just taking up space in the house oh okay yep so freya's Cake's going to be featuring three tiers topped with poached pears. Oh, sorry, poached plums. I don't know where I read, read that from. Poached plums and soaked in a spiced wine syrup. She has a little commentary with Noel, who says that they're nearly halfway through the competition and she's still here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Freya said that she had mentioned that to her mom and that her mom said, don't worry, Freya, your dad can come get you on Tuesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so oh man yeah that's, that's something <laughs> i think noel said something like that's the cutest sentence i've ever heard or something like that it's cute now yeah okay well <laughs> during judging prue said that it's a bit messy looking the syrup topping is delicious unusual and lovely but there's an awful lot of dough to topping mm. and that she thinks it could have done with a little more baking it's too underbaked right paul said that there's so much bleeding coming from the plums and if she had had water icing around the outside of each one, it looked neater. It's too doughy. Mm. So it was sort of drippy looking. I'm not sure yeah. how to explain it. It was kind of saturated or like you could see the wine coming 
I think that was her intention. Drizzling over. I don't know if it was that terrible. Yeah. I think, and she didn't think it was that terrible when she made it. Um, I just want to make a comment here that her dough was undercooked, but however, it was not raw. Is that correct? That's, they just said under, underbaked. Underbaked, right? Yeah. Not raw. Underbaked. All right. Just yeah. want to put that in there. We're going to talk about it very soon. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Next we have George. Uh, George is making a chocolate and tahini anniversary cake. Chocolate and tahini are his wife's favorite flavors, she tells us. And Prue asked him, how long have you been married? <laughs> did you did you get this part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says, I've been married since 2008, right? Yeah. And then he starts to do the math. And he kind of freezes. He says, like, I don't know, 14 or 15 years? And then he starts, he's, he's, he's not good at math. <laughs> so they kind of ask him again, like, All right, let's do this over. Let's do this over. So Pa asks him, so how long have you been married? And George kind of freezes again, which is kind of funny. And he says, why are you guys always doing this to me on camera? My wife watches this. <laughs> and then he ultimately, he ultimately says that they've been married 14 years. But off to the side, no corrects him and says, that's actually 13 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty funny. Um, yeah. He also said he wasn't feeling well. <laughs> yeah. So like his cake is also glazed uh, with like vanilla. And it's decorated with sugar paste roses. During judging, Prue says that it's pretty and it does indeed look like an anniversary cake. Which is good. Paul says that the c- color isn't consistent because the bottom is lighter. So the top needs to be more baked to have a stronger color. And that was just one of the clues that when Paul bit into the cake, he realized that the middle was raw and had raw dough in it. Um, to this, Paul looked very unhappy, and he said that there's raw dough in this. This is very clumsy. So, raw dough. At this point, um, when I was watching this, I was like, I think George is going home. Mm. He's the only baker in the showstopper so far that actually like had raw dough in his cake. Right. So, just kind of put that out there. <laughs> okay, so up next we have Giuseppe. And he's making an Amarina cherry cake. And he tells us that the closest Italian relative to the yeasted cake is the Pandoro. So he's using that as his baseline. It's going to be featuring Amarina soaked cherries. And his yeast lavender cake will be soaked <clears throat> in honey and filled with a vanilla creme pat. He has a little exchange with Noel here where Noel asks him about like if he's Star Baker instead of Jurgen. Right, like what if he becomes Star Baker? Yeah, he does. And then Giuseppe says that Jurgen's been like really great and he's been giving everyone private German lessons like on the names and stuff like that. Mm. And then Noel says like, if they had an Italian week, would you be doing that? And then I said to myself, they did. <laughs> it was bread week. It was bread week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know. Funny. I, I did say that to myself. Yeah. I feel like, did you say that to yourself? Too? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, my other reaction was like, they still might. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. There's a couple of episodes left. You never know. That would be insane if they then had an Italian. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane. Or would be even more insane if they had a vegan week. 
Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah, I know. Like next week was going to be vegan. I don't think anything is out of the question at this point. Okay, yeah. well, I think we know that next week is pastry week. Though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of relieved, actually. Yeah, yeah, sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. Just regular pastry. Ooh. So during the judging of the, of the bake, it seems like Paul kind of topples over the tears, and I want to give a little credit to Matt. Matt's yeah. got good hands here. Matt's got good hands. Because yeah. he cut that top. Level. He did catch it. Yeah, yeah. So props to Matt for that. Yeah. But during judging, Prue said that it looks absolutely lovely, lovely and it's holding well. It doesn't seem to be squashing. After they cut into it, she says that it looks really lovely. It's light, almost like a panettone. Paul says that it looks better than a panettone. It's almost like a whisk sponge. The mm. cherries are delicious. It's nice and tart, but they're sweet at the same time. It's delicious, and he thinks that he did an amazing job. Mm. And I will say, like a lot of the bakes that we see from Giuseppe, when they cut into it, it did look really good. There's another layer. He has a, he's on another level of like professionalism to me. Don't you think so? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like everything he does like is professional. Yeah, it, it did look like a really nice right. texture in there. <clears throat> All right. So speaking of Giuseppe, our next baker is Jürgen. <laughs> well, great segue. Yeah. Jurgen is making a beer soaked cake, which sounds uh, like something I ate in college. Whatever. <laughs> when the judges first approach Jurgen, he tells them um, about like how in Germany you wouldn't do a three cured Easter cake. And, you know, just gives them some insights. And then Jurgen tells them that his cake will be braided and will be three tiers. Because he's going to try to do what they ask him to. <laughs> it contains chocolate raisins, apricot, poppy seed jam, and the dough will be stout flavored. So when Paul hears about the stout flavored dough, he kind of has a question for him. Paul says that he's made the dough with beer before, but the beer slows down the dough. And he, then he asks Jürgen, how do you plan to fight that? <clears throat> and Jürgen's response is just, I haven't had that problem. <laughs> Which is interesting. Was that also sort of an informal tip? I think like that was like a warning that Paul saw. Maybe an informal tip too. But at that point, like he already caught it like a a beer soaked cake. He can't change that element at this point. I know, but now Jurgen could be cognizant that that effect happens when you add beer. So to he knows cake. that it needs to take. It will take longer. And, right. And, right. Yeah, that's true. Could, right? It, that's I what think, I was thinking. I was like, did he just tip him off there? I think he might have tipped him off there. I mean, Jürgen may have already known. But yeah. Usually, I don't think Paul does something like that exactly, right? Usually, Paul, he doesn't, he doesn't like, directly ask the exact question of what he's worried about. He kind of just, like, hints around it, usually. Right. This time, he just asked directly, like, how are you going to do, how are you going to fight this? Which is interesting. Pretty, uh, yeah, pretty off. There was there. a time before one of the other episodes where we had mentioned where somebody had t inadvertently tipped off somebody too. Remember that? Right. Yeah, that was pretty recent. But um, I, I guess exactly they're doing that now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you want the battle of Jurgen versus Giuseppe, you gotta like, you know, push them toward each other. I guess. So. Okay. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> At one point, Jurgen says, "I have a very powerful netting method called a French slap." <laughs> he takes his muscly hands and just slaps that dough on that table. Um, distracting the whole tent. <laughs> Is that Over... what he was doing before? Remember he yeah. did that before? <laughs> it's very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> like Amanda Christelle looked very distracted by what he was doing. Like, could you imagine you're in the tent and you're like 
you're like super concentrated and trying to like pour it like flour or something and you just you're, you just get like slap 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 <laughs> it seems like good i don't know what you say like a stress therapy like yeah yeah yeah. i think he says that a stress therapy at one yeah, point yeah, yeah yeah he's like how dare you make this german week slap slap <laughs> <laughs> but his plating looks beautiful mm-hmm. during judging the judges say that his whole cake itself looks beautiful it's a lovely color paul actually tries it and he says that it's a bit too bready and a bit dry Mm. Proof says the flavor is good. They agree that they both like the cake, but Paul makes a point, an important distinction. I like it. I don't love it, which is a shame. So usually, I think they're grading Jurgen on a different scale this episode. And like they like kind of higher. Yeah, they they're more critical of him. And like, if he isn't performing perfectly, I think they're considering it kind of like an like. A failure. Prue did make a comment at the final round table. I think, yeah, and I think, I think everybody was doing this episode just because it's German week. Mm. But, uh, yeah, man. Crazy episode. <laughs> okay, and finally we have Lizzie, and she is making a Bavarian fairy tale cake. It is a three tiered rendering of Hansel and Gretel. Mm. It's going to be featuring an orange blossom gin-soaked raisins folded into a cinnamon yeasted cake, have cream cheese frosting, and pineapple flowers. So Paul tells her that her flavors are really good, but she needs to work on her finesse. Mm. And then Lizzie shows Paul his, like, she has, like, a little tub of all these colors. (laughs) Yeah. Because we know that she is really fond of those bright, colorful types of cakes and bakes during judging prue says that she thinks it needs to be a little more sweet sweeter either with a glaze or an icing but it's very nice and very pleasant well done paul says that he likes it thinks that she's made a real attempt to create the finesse that they are looking for mm-hmm. and that thinks that she ended up with something very very nice and you don't mm-hmm. get that chew you get a cake like quality mm-hmm. so lizzie had a little bit of an issue her cake had broken yeah. when she was assembling too but it didn't seem very noticeable, mm-hmm. especially during judging. I don't think they mentioned it at all. So, Yep. They didn't mention it because this was not her episode. Right. Okay. This episode is Jürgen Risch's Giuseppe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a judges roundtable. And can you guess who they said were in line for Starbaker? <laughs> <laughs> they, said, they said Giuseppe is just beginning to hit his stride. Did you catch that? I was like, hasn't he been hitting a stride the whole season? But they said that he's starting to hit a stride now. I, I mean, don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they also said in the past that Jurgen is now back. And now they're saying Giuseppe is just starting to hit a stride. I'm like, did those three first episodes not happen or something? <laughs> well, we know why they said Jurgen was back because they are staging this right. episode. Right? Yeah. At least that's what we thought. Yeah. Uh, they said Jurgen did all right. However, his showstopper disappointed. And yeah, you're right. Prue did mention that uh, anything that's not perfect from Jürgen, since their expectations of him are so high, will be kind of like a disappointment. So yeah, they're grading Jürgen on a different scale. I think they're admitting to that. And then they're talking about who's in trouble and who might go home. They first mentioned George. George is in trouble. He had doughy raw cake. Okay. And they also mentioned that Freya is in trouble. They said that her syrup was delicious. 
However, it was too much cake and a tiny bit of topping, and that's all they say. So when they cut into the cake, she had a lot of fruit in the middle. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself. That's like topping, right? And it, it's up to you to grab the topping with the cake. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like it was portioned for mm, the right. judges. No, that's right. They, they should have just grabbed more topping. Yeah. So, okay. okay. Before we do final results, at this point, who did you think was Star Baker and going home? Well, I I thought that Giuseppe was going to be Star Baker, right. and that anyone before Giuseppe was going home. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. I didn't. I really didn't know. I I I always feel like Amanda somehow, d- d- like miraculously, is playing with fire, <laughs> like every week. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Bottom technical. Like, I feel like she has a case to go home almost every week, but never does. Yeah. And then, of course, my pick was George, just because overall, I just think he hasn't been doing quite as well as everyone else. Yeah. And then, I didn't really think, even though they said Freya was in the bottom, I didn't quite, it didn't quite equate to me that she was that bad for some reason. Same same, same here. Yeah. At this point, before we, like, they announced, like, the final results. I was like, all right, well, M got it all right. <laughs> like, he got both of it right. <laughs> I think Giuseppe's going to get Star Baker. <laughs> and then also, George is going home. He nailed it. I think he nailed it. <laughs> so they announced Star Baker. It is Giuseppe. Yep. Yep. I mean, clearly it's Giuseppe, I think. Did you lose any money? Did anyone bet you on. You're taking bets last time on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one actually, like, we talked about it, but it never happened. So I'm glad I didn't actually bet any money. <laughs> I would have lost a bunch of money. I almost made a burner account and was going <laughs> to... Listeners, <laughs> I'm just kidding. you should have bet that. You should have bet me last week. Because I was so confident you was going to win this. But uh, no, it's just up here. I mean, that was your guess last week. And it's a good guess. He is the strongest. I mean... Him and Jurgen, two strongest bakers in the tent right now. Yeah. I don't think there's a third place of who's the strongest baker is. Like, it's not even close. It's them two, and then, like, a bunch of space, and then, like, the better bakers on, like, a whole different level. I feel like Liz. I don't think Lizzie is up to their level based on what right. we're seeing and how the show's running right now, but I feel like she's doing she really well. She could climb up there. Yeah. I think Christelle, Christelle like, if yeah. she wasn't bad at the technicals, she could. <laughs> right. But she's never in contention for a star baker. Um, but yeah, and then like they're they're announcing who's gonna go home. The camera pivots to George and pivots to Freya. They both look upset already, and uh, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be George," and I was very wrong because they sent Freya home, which I was very shocked about. She looked like she was already in tears prior to. <laughs> Yeah, I think she had an idea that she might have been going home. Yeah. But I thought it was like one of those things where like, oh, you know, she's just in trouble. So I didn't think what actually happened. I was like, I was so sure that George is going home. Just because if you look at performance, right? I think like he did worse than Freya in the technical. In the signature, like they both did not so well. Like both mixed kind of like reveals there. Right. In the showstopper, like... The biggest complaint against Freya was that, like, the ratio of her kick to her toppings, right? That was the biggest complaint. And then she had a little runoff. Yeah, she had a little runoff. 
But George literally had raw dough in his cake. That's pretty bad. That's the that's the reason why I was confident that George was going home. Right. But it didn't happen. Um <clears throat> So we hear from some of the bakers at this point. Oh, actually we hear from Paul. Paul says, It's sad to see Freya go. She's done an amazing job. She's nineteen, vegan baking, and she came halfway. Like, Paul, why did you send her home? <laughs> <laughs> She had so much potential. I, that, I think she had a lot more potential than we saw. Um, Freya, she's in tears. But she says, genuinely, this is the best experience of my life. I felt the laugh, lack of experience a bit. But I was proud to be able to keep it up. Do it vegan. And I feel like I really have done what I wanted to do being here. Um, yeah, it's tough. And I felt bad for her. Yeah. <clears throat> And then uh, we hear from Jurgen. Jurgen says, Giuseppe absolutely deserves Starbaker this week. And we hear from Giuseppe. Giuseppe says, second Starbaker. I can't believe it. Next week, it's going to put me under a lot of pressure to do well. So, I mean, as they were saying this, I was like, I mean, it's nice for Giuseppe to get Starbaker, but also, like, I'm still shocked that they sent Freya home. So what I did after this was, I did what anyone else do who Anyone else would do who shocked? They went online. <laughs> so I went on Reddit, the big off subreddit. And a lot of people were very upset that Freya got sent home this week. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to tell me you went to go get a cappuccino. Cappuccino. <laughs> too soon. I mean, actually, no, that sounds delicious. It's never too soon for a cappuccino. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people are very... A lot of people think that George should have gone home because of the raw dough. And... Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're not getting all the information because, you know, like editing the show like does a lot to it. So maybe there are things about Freya's like show software that were worse than things about George's. But the, what was presented to us, to me, it looked like clearly George's was like worse. And like, I don't want to disrespect George or anything because like, I mean, he's trying his best and like, the show is basically up to the judges who determines who's going to go home, right? And a lot of people are saying that, like, they, based on the information that we got, they messed up here. Is it solely the judges, though? Or are producers also? Involved? I mean, I think it's supposed to be just the judges, but maybe the producers have a say in it, too. Which makes the whole thing feel kind of evil. <laughs> I don't know. Although I'm not sure that there's an advantage or a disadvantage <clears throat> either way of either one of them going yeah i mean if they're if they're basically running a two-horse race here That's then true. anyone is anyone else is like a casualty like yeah i know but it's just i don't know my our emotions just get the best of us and we just feel sad <laughs> Someone sure, sure. Yeah. they should depict i know that, like you said there's a lot of editing involved here but they should portray what the a, judges are a story thinking. that makes sense <clears throat> yeah right no i agree i mean i thought i thought freya was going to make it further i thought she had a lot more potential yeah we both had her coming in fourth place right or like this was from our bios just yeah. looking at the bios and like the thing with freya is that like she's had a couple of bad weeks but there's not one thing that she consistently isn't doing right she's had a lot of good weeks too like weeks where she was like in contention for like Starbaker. Yeah. I don't think George has had that. No. George has never been in contention for Starbaker. And his one fault is like his finesse and his decorating. Like it just hasn't been there. 
So I, I don't know what the judge I, like. Of all the episodes of like hearing the judges actually like talk about and confirm their final choices of who's going home, this is the episode where I feel like I wanted to hear it the most, like directly from Paul and Peru, how they came up with this decision comparing these two beggars. They hinted I, at it, but I don't think it was enough justification. I could tell you really needed to get this out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I, I like I, I've I've been online and I've been reading what people are saying and like. There's some points I understand, and like I'm just trying to, you know, this is the temperature of Bake Off fandom right now with this decision. It's very controversial. Do you think that the show is losing some credibility this season? That's what people are saying. But also, people said that last year when one of the bakers made it to the final and they don't think she should have made it to the final. Hmm. And that was the temp. I mean, people are always going to have opinions that are different than the judges. Sure. That's just the reality of a a reality TV show, I guess. Sure. Yeah, but man, yeah, Raya is gone. I'm, we're gonna miss her. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, shall we go into our segments? Let's. All right. What was your funniest moment of the episode? Oh, let's see. <clears throat> I think one of them was when Amanda said that she needed to take a victim statement from Jurgen's <laughs> Joe Doe when he was doing the violent French slap yeah, on it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. You like, got that cop humor. <laughs> yeah. That was kind yeah, of funny. That was pretty good. How about for you? Uh, there's a point where they're doing, they're doing like a time call. It was like it's halfway through the showstopper. Mm-hmm. And Noel gives like Matt a jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he tells jar. him not to open the lid. Yeah. And then Noel goes off screen, right? And then Matt opens the lid. And you could kind of hear Noel in a funny voice here, like, time is, it's like, it's, time is halfway through or something, right? But then that's not the funny part, is that he pauses, and then he says, Matthew, I will kill thee. <laughs> that was kind of, that was interesting. <laughs> that, that's my type of humor. Okay. That's, what, that's, like, that's what makes me, like, laugh and tickle. So. Good to know. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, li- I like funny voices coming out of jars, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what was your favorite bake of the episode? Wow. I think I'm going to pick Christelle's showstopper. Hmm, okay. Yeah. It looked, it looked really good. Cream, apple, cinnamon. Yeah. The flavor mm. sounded good. It looked really good. Brioche sounds good. Your piping was excellent. Piping was good. Yeah. How about for you? I'm going to pick the technical. Oh, okay. Giuseppe's technical. Okay. They just look Not like a... Amanda's? No. <laughs> because you prefer whipped cream? Right. It looked like the most amazing, like, layered chocolate cake. It did look good. Yeah. I'll I pick the one that the judges ate. Well, <laughs> yeah, that one looked immaculate. <laughs> All right. Um, prediction time. Wow. Sorry, Baker, next week. You cannot pick Giuseppe. Is it going to be? Right. We know it's pastry week, right? Yeah. Gosh, I'm torn here. I'm torn between. You go first. Okay. I'm picking Christelle. Okay. That helps me. Okay. That was one of my picks, actually. So I'm going to say Chigs. Okay. I'm picking Christelle because we know that her decorating is really good. Yeah. Um, pastries is all about like very, like, very delicate. Pastries are very delicate. Yes. And I think how well she handles like ingredients and how well she decorates kind of get her star baker next week i like that pick that was 
that's where I was wavering. I was wavering between her and Chiggs. So I'm going to go with Chiggs. Okay. Yeah, Chiggs is a good bet. Who do you think is going home next week? We're going to have a three-horse race here. A three-horse race? Of who's going home? No. Uh, I'm throwing Chiggs. Because if Chiggs wins again, he'll, be, he'll have two star bickers too. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Right? Chiggs has entered the game. <laughs> Except next week, going home, Giuseppe. No. Is that your prediction? Yep. I actually picked him to go home during bios at this point in time. You really think they're going to send Giuseppe home next week? Yep. You're crazy. I don't, I do I don't this, think... I do this podcast with a crazy person. I don't think they're going to send him home. I think he's going to send himself home. <laughs> what? This is crazy. This is the craziest prediction you've ever given me. I... I... Should we... Are you, are, you gonna take, okay? are you taking bets again? <laughs> are you going to take bets again? <laughs> are you taking bets? That, I was like bets that Giuseppe's not going to next What's the Instagram? Week. Tell huh? the Instagram. So they can... Quick Mix Podcast. Okay. Um, take I'll, I'll take bets that Giuseppe's not going home next week. All right. All right. You might get a message from not M from Quick Mix Podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think George is going home next week. George? Yeah, George. He was... I think he could also be Star Baker. <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're crazy. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. Those are really crazy predictions you have there. All right. Um, but then again, you were right about the last episode. <laughs> so maybe I'm the crazy person. Am I the crazy one? I don't, I don't <laughs> think you are thinking rationally due to the loss of Freya. Yeah. You know that saying where they say, like, if you go outside and everybody's crazy? That just means that you're crazy and everyone else is normal. Is that what's happening right now? What? First of all, I've never heard of that saying before. <laughs> okay. People have never told you that because they think you're crazy. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, yeah, those are some wild predictions we have here. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast and listening to me vent about this episode and, you know, try to <laughs> recover my feelings whatnot i just want to say one thing i want to congratulate us this is our 50th episode 50th episode we have been covering big show and nailed it over the past couple of years <laughs> not nailed it we don't, we don't talk about nailed it oh. um anymore <laughs> oh, okay. that's not that's a bad word oh. yeah we're gonna have to bleep that out later <laughs> but yeah 50 episodes if you guys have been with us at any point of this journey thank you we appreciate it and uh, yeah, we're very excited to talk about the rest of the season with you. Excited and saddened. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this all plays out. That's right. All right. Well, once again, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. China. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Cappuccino. No more cappuccino. Yeah.